Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 534 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm as always. I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing fairly well. Doing fairly well. Got uh, football stuff tomorrow, so that's going to be mm-hmm. fun. But most importantly and stuff, got a lot of my work done. But I've also been playing plenty of video games. Nice. Although, ret- retro stuff. Nothing like Concrete New. I'm not going to be getting my copy of Fire Emblem Engage that I bought yesterday on through Amazon until tomorrow. Saw the update, so I'm getting it tomorrow. So, without further ado, man, I mean, I am just so freaking excited about the year in front of us because of not just the potential game releases, but everything else going on. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, though. Other than that, though, man, I'm just doing pretty good. How about yourself, Tyler? I'm doing okay, you know. Uh, I was telling you before, show. it was kind of a you know rougher uh, mental health week, you know. Uh, I think I was telling you, winter, I think, starting to get to me finally. It's been pretty nice here since we had, like, that really shitty week, the week of Christmas, where I was, like, negative 50, yes. then we had a snowstorm, and it was just miserable. Uh, then it's been, like, 30s and 40s for, like, the last, like, month or so. And then this week, it's been dreary out, cold, ice, snow. Uh, work's been busy, um, because of that. So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, just all the shit going on, like, you know, in the, in the world of gaming with all, you know, just a bunch of, you know, seeing all the layoffs and then, uh, um, you know, sadly people losing their jobs. And then, you know, obviously, uh, most importantly, really Jay Briscoe, you know, the, uh, passing away, a professional wrestler been around for over 20 years. Um, yes. Yeah. So that was, that was very sad to see only 38 years old. Um, the, I mean, some trying to find the silver lining here. Uh, yeah, both of his daughters, they're, they're teenagers. Um, were in the, he died in a car accident. Um, one of them, they were worried that was, uh, she couldn't feel, um, she had no feelings below her waist and she had surgery and she's able to, she has feelings and it sounds like she's going to, um, she's got a little longer recovery, but we're on, you know, positive track to, uh, hopefully be able to walk again and be able to live a normal life. So. There's some great news there. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of a tough week to, you know, to enjoy the things I love doing in my free time. You know, it was like wrestling and mm. uh, video games are like two of my favorite things. And, you know, watching AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night, you know, after he, uh, Jay passed away Tuesday, um, just wasn't, I mean, it was a great show. Uh, it was just kind of um, not really something you're like, I was like pumped to. It was hard to enjoy just knowing that was going on. Um, and then, you know, just like, um, hard to enjoy gaming, you know, just kind of bummed out about a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, like all the stuff going on in the gaming world, people losing their jobs, like giant bomb, GameSpot, Xbox, uh, Microsoft and all that. So, um, SB nation, um, Google, like this kind of layoffs in the, in the tech world. So pretty disappointing, but, um, I'm doing a little better now, you know, it's Saturday, uh, uh, watching football. We had, we had a good football game, uh, with the, with the chiefs and the Jaguars and, uh, the second game, unfortunately, was not very good. Um, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Eagles pretty much blowing out the Giants. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm doing okay. Uh, but, um, yeah. Oh, I did get some you know, little retail therapy here, Gables. I did buy something, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, what'd you get? Sephiroth. Oh, I got Sephiroth yeah. Amiibo. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Got him. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be, like, vigilant about not buying um, Amiibos anymore. I'm trying to be good about, like, not, not buying, like, just to buy them because I was being really bad about just like here's this fucking 
you know, oh, new Beebo's coming out. I'm going to buy them. Like, I think I got a couple of Fire Emblem ones over there somewhere. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I'm like, no disrespect to Fire Emblem. I'm like, why the fuck? I don't fucking care about Fire Emblem. Um, so, yeah, uh, trying to get better about uh, only buying ones I'm actually, like, excited for, like, characters I like. So, I was hoping they'd do, like, a re- rerun of uh, Cloud, but it doesn't look like they're doing it because... I think it's going for like fifty bucks online. Um, I'm eventually gonna buy it, but I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold out as long as I can. But um, but yeah, uh, that is not why we're here though. Uh, we are here to talk about video games that we do every every week. Um, Gales and I, we are live on YouTube right now, so please, uh, if you're you know you're watching and listening to us whether it's live or later on, uh, please go to there and check us out, like like review, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, five stars, subscribe. Um, there are links in the descriptions down below where we listen to us at has all of our socials, all of the places that we are at. So like I said, please go to those places, check us out. We really would appreciate it. Um, but Gables, why don't we jump into, uh, some of the news. It's been a pretty crazy news week here. Um, absolutely jumped into, uh, let's jump into uh, 343 and just kind of like, um, uh, kind of, you know, I touched on here at the beginning with uh, all the layoffs and everything. Uh, so Microsoft laid off about 10,000 employees, um, around a third of, so some of the bigger changes here, it sounds like, uh, in the gaming, looking at the gaming part of it, um, about a third of 343, who has been developing Halo since basically Bungie left, um, going back to Halo 4, uh, they were laid off. Mostly the campaign staff was, is let go. Also layoffs at like Coalition, uh, Bethesda Game Studios was late. A bunch of employees were laid off. Cause uh, that's crazy. Cause like Coalition is like, not only do they make the Gears games, but they are like the kings of like the Unreal Engine, which is like what most gaming companies use as their engine to make video right. games. Um, a bunch of them got laid off, uh, unfortunately. Um, and then like Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios, who is trying to finish Starfield, uh, had a bunch of layoffs as well. No idea how affected they were, but uh, I don't know. Like those are the main series I heard about. But like I said, it sounds like 343 got hit the hardest. Uh, Joseph Staten, who came back to the company, he was like one of like the key people back during the original trilogy back with Bungie. Um, he left, he was with Xbox publishing. He went back a few years ago, um, to kind of wrangle in, uh, Halo infinite after, you know, multiple delays. And we've, like, we've been hearing rumors forever about, uh, it's just been chaos over there uh, up top, um, about just what's going on. Um, and he came back, kind of just got it enough shape to be able to release it. Um, and now he's going back to Xbox publishing. So back to his old job, um, some okay. of the stuff that sounds like what's going on, a lot of stuff is kind of not being confirmed, but it's been a lot of rumors. That, but I, I feel like a lot of the rumors that we've been hearing about Halo, Halo and Halo Infinite and 343 have been pretty much come correct eventually. Um, so there's a lot of the same people that have been leaking this stuff, uh, said that the, uh, story-based DLC, uh, has been scrapped, um, due to it, um, uh, not being considered, uh, cost-effective. Um, but Halo Endless, which is like the thing that they um patented a long uh, a couple years ago like three years ago i want to say um and they like hinted at like that was like they ended on like a cliffhanger with halo infinite mm, um yeah, with yeah. the endless coming and i guess it never really started fully started development because they were so focused on getting the uh online the multiplayer back on track um so it never really got like got running uh, even though there was some talks that it wasn't come out at the end of this year, early next year, 20, early 2024. Um, so like, yeah, 343 Industries, uh, well, that, so it sounds like, so there's been some rumors as well that 343 Industries will be taking more like 
what they're what they're stating a, a paternal role for Halo, uh, more so in like they are the overseers of it. Like they're not good necessarily, not necessarily making the games, but they're going to be like in charge of like who makes the games. Kind of like we see with like um, Disney, with right? Like, like they've kind of rebooted like the Disney studio game studios where they're not making the games. Um, like they don't have, they're out, but they're outsourcing. Yeah. Like we see like Spider-Man. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, there's the kind of like what Marvel's doing. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like we're seeing like, so like Spider-Man, uh, the Marvel ultimate Alliance three, shit like that. Like, um, or kind of like EA or, uh, you know, Disney's also did, did with, um, with star Wars. Um, and that was, I guess I didn't realize this, but apparently that was three, four, three originally when they made three, four, three was that was their original role. And then it just became an internal studio instead. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the main idea is like they're going to be in charge of overseeing and like maybe helping like with development, but like um, there'll be other studios mainly doing the work. Um, but it sounds like 343 is basically just going to be working on the multiplayer and just keeping that going. Uh, but we've also heard like other companies have been like really helping out with that. Um, and like I think it's Certain Affinity, they've like basically bought, they don't own it, but they pretty much like are solely working on. Uh, the multiplayer for Halo Infinite and are rumored to be making a Battle Royale game for Halo. Um, okay. And it sounds like a, uh, a follow-up to Halo Infinite is expected to be in, uh, entering pre-production alongside spin-off titles and these games um, reportedly being franchised out to other studios and being developed on a more modest budget. So, um, okay. a lot of... Okay, so not like lasting four or five years, kind of like with yeah, Infinite. Yeah, so <laughs> Infinite was supposed to be like a, like a 10-year project. Or like, you know, that was like the next, kind of like Destiny. That was always the big ordeal. It was like, Destiny right. was going to be a 10-year thing. And then like three years later, we got Destiny 2. And then, you know, now it's, once Bungie broke free of Activision, now it's becoming it's a 10-year thing. Um, but uh, Patrick Wren, who uh, was like an executive for 343 years ago, and then he left. Now he's a, a executive at 343, or uh, at Respawn, rather, working on uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi, the fuck's that game called? Fallen? No. Je- Jedi not... Survivor? Survivor. Yeah, that's Jedi Survivor. That's a terrible name. I refuse to remember it. Um, but uh, he, he posted here um, on uh, January 18th, uh, the night, the day of all the announcements of the layoffs. Um, the layoffs at 343 shouldn't have happened, and Halo Infinite should be in a better state. The reason for both of those things is incompetent a leadership up, up top during Halo uh, Infinite development, causing massive stress on those working hard to make Halo the best it can be. Um, he then followed that up with the people I worked every day with were passionate about Halo and wanted to make something great for the fans. They helped push for a better Halo and, and got laid off for it. Devs still there are working hard on that dream. Look at Forge. Be kind to them during this awful time. Um, so obviously some defense and this is not a guy that got laid off. This is a guy that left the company. So people, you know, it's like first people saying about sour grapes for something for get laid off but this is a guy that he left years ago um then somebody else that uh i don't know if they currently or have left uh, re- responded to that saying don't forget the heavy reliance on contractors vendors that and that messed up system uh, system that i know that's more microsoft would uh, have loved to stay on the team if they if i could and work my way up still one of my favorite jobs i have had um, i have been at um okay so that um he was a he was a temp, so our contractor rather, um, yeah. So Patrick Owen responded to that, saying, "Oh man, the contract stuff is a whole other can of worms that pisses me off. So many amazing people and talent that just disappeared. So kind of what that's referring to is, I guess something coming out of this is that uh, Microsoft, you know, and this isn't on um, using a lot of outside people, contractors, temps to like help on your projects and like get you to that finish line. 
Um, they Microsoft has a, a policy where uh, temps and contractors are only allowed to work on a project and work for Microsoft for so long, and then they get let go uh, because of like tax purposes, I guess. Um, so that's and then basically you have to they work there. Um, I think I can't remember. I think it was like it's either twelve or eighteen months, but then they're gone, and then you got to bring new people yeah. in, and then you got to retrain them and get them going again. So I can, yeah, I can see that like you just got a constant rotation of new people coming in that you always have to train and everything like that. So a lot going on at three, four, three, they did uh, tweet out today. Um, no tweets about, you know, the people getting let, let go and uh, all that, but they did tweet about um, that. They're still like, so you know, working on halo um, that they're the people working on halo, but no like confirmation about like, you know, the single player or the future of like the next halo or any of that just said they're, they're still the ones working on halo. So Gable's like, I don't know. I mean, a lot, a lot, there's a lot here. Um, but kind of what's, what was your feelings yeah. coming out reading all this? I mean, this is not been confirmed. Like I said, these are all just rumors, but there's been a lot of these rumors that come out about Halo if they end up coming true. So what, what, how are you feeling about this? Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they wanted to try to venture forth and go on to the next Halo game as soon as possible. I mean, heck, with how much of a tumultuous development cycle that Infinite, like Infinite was... It makes a lot of sense to cut your losses, go forth and just focus upon maintaining the stability of its multiplayer because that's pretty much the thing that needs the most work upon because everything else apparently is is done. They went through and they got all the campaign people or most of the campaign people just laid them off entirely. So yeah. we're not seeing any type of major expansions for that game. We're not seeing any type of major story elements. We've been probably going to be seeing more of like just maintain stability this whole battle royale stuff, I would not doubt that this is going to be something that's going to come down the pipeline. Yeah. We may first, we possibly may hear something soon about it, possibly maybe as close as, who knows? E3 maybe? I E3 is what I would speculate is when we'll possibly hear more about it. But uh, yeah, I'm sad that a lot of people did lose their jobs for Microsoft in this regards and plus the other studios involved with it. 343 Studios, Coalition. Bethesda, Coalition and stuff. Bunch of talented people. I mean, I hope they find jobs quickly and just something that can go forth and uh, make this process much more smooth than obviously that it's not right at this moment. But as far as the other Halo stuff is concerned, I mean, I could speculate all I can and stuff at this portion, but uh, all what I would say, just ending this is like, I would not be surprised not only seeing a new Halo game, but also hearing more about like spinoffs potentially like year intervals. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like my thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely bittersweet where like, it's definitely a thing where like, yeah, Halo Infinite, they, they swung and they miss. And um, mm. I mean, they like the gameplay, all that, they nailed it. Like it's really, yes, it's they really did. good. I mean, we both love that campaign. Um, that multiplayer is excellent too. It just, I mean, I complained a lot about like the leveling system, uh, like the battle pass, like the battle pass was fine, but like the leveling for the battle was just awful. Um, and then like you couldn't make like, you couldn't like every, you couldn't just like pick a game mode and play those. Eventually they fixed a lot of these, but like it was all random maps. It was all random game modes. Like you couldn't decide anything. Um, you know, just with that, even the community did a lot of better job in terms of like creating, creating maps and stuff for the game than the actual full-on yeah, 
people that were developing the game, yeah. you know, because it's like you have you have fans of Halo Infinite here. They're going on to the creation mass stuff and creating things like Mario Kart 8 tracks yeah. and like freaking like Andy's room from Toy Story, all this other crap and stuff. And what is 343 Studios with? Oh, here's yeah, we've been uh, hearing your cries and stuff right here. Here's the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just sounds like, yeah, even though the game, that game got delayed a year, uh, I mean, it was obvious that game was just not ready to come out. And like the game, Agreed. the gameplay was, was there just content and they didn't yeah. have a, a roadmap um, or they had one, but it just, it wasn't like feasible to come out in a timely fashion where I think season one of Halo Infinite online was like six months. And then like season two was supposed to be like three months and it got delayed. And then like we were supposed to get co-op and uh, like couch co-op and forge yeah. in like May of last year. And it got delayed to like the end of like, I think like second half of this year or second half of last year. I'm so getting so confused about 2023 now. Um, yeah. And it's just, it, it sucks. You know what it sounds like? I mean, we, like Bonnie Ross, who was the, the president of three, four, three who left um, earlier, um, earlier in the, in 2022, like I think like August, September. And there's just a lot of rumors about like, she's like resigned, but we, you know, a lot of times like, someone resigns it's usually not all the time obviously but a lot of times um there's a little bit more to it than they just resigned and it's, there was there's been a lot of rumors out there that she was basically like told to leave and that was like you can go out saying you resign instead of we fire you um and you know we, we've seen that in the last few years where we got like joseph staten had to come back in uh in 2020 to kind of like you know get the ship you know get the you know the ship uh back on track here and um we just seen constant people leaving coming new people coming in and yeah like all those yep. everything makes sense uh and we talked about this at the time we've been talking about it it's been i don't think like hearing about like you know the up top shit like i don't think anybody was really shocked by that because it's like just reading the news <laughs> just reading the headlines here it's like over the last keep paying attention if you pay attention to this uh, hey look for the last few years like it's pretty obvious what's going on there um <laughs> so yeah, it's like I feel I feel terrible for the you know staff and like especially the ones left over. Uh, it's you know like I've talked about last week with like Ubisoft and like when they were talking about like the onus is on you to get shit back on track. And it's like I've been at companies where multiple companies where uh, you know you're getting shut down, uh, like the writing's on the wall and like people are getting laid off left and right and it's just like like you know six months ago there's 200 of you now there's 40 of you and like what am how what's going on here? It's like you feel you feel you feel lucky to have a job but you feel guilty for also still having a job um and then it's like it just makes it harder to like pay attention and just keep doing what you're doing so um i've been there yep. so i hope those you know those people obviously uh ones that are left um they uh you know, are able to uh keep going and things get better and uh, for the people that they lost their jobs hopefully it'll find something soon um hopefully get a decent severance package on the way out and I mean, I guess you, you hear about there's so many short people, there's so many um, uh, video game companies out there that are studios hiring, uh, just desperate for talent. So hopefully um, that stays, that is in fact true still and uh, helps them, you know, they can get jobs quickly. But uh, yeah, it just, it just sucks. Because um, I thought there's, there's a very solid, like this isn't a badly made game. Like, like the game is fun to play. The game is really well made. Uh, you can definitely tell like as great as that campaign was, um, it was not finished. There was a lot of no. little, th I mean, it was like, there wasn't buggy. It wasn't anything like that, but you could just tell that like, uh, there wasn't a lot, there was stuff just not filled in. Uh, you couldn't replay missions. Um, 
stuff like that. Um, so just uh, that game came in extremely hot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, at the same time, though, it's like what is this, this is 343's three, third crack at Halo. And I replayed four uh, last year. I beat five for the first time this uh, last year as well. Four was actually a very good game. I thought five was trash, but Halo Finn, like we talked about, like that was both in our top ten games of the year. Um, it's one of my favorite yep. first person shooter campaigns of all time, actually. Um, so yeah, I'm just hopefully like you know maybe they get a second shot at this or um, I don't know because like it's it's just it's stunning to me like this is your baby, Microsoft, and it's like we keep thinking that like Microsoft is like got their shit together finally. And things are coming together, and it's like, this is your biggest, like bet. This is your not biggest bet, but this is like, this is like your most important franchise that you have. And it's like you you've, you bungled it. You know, I'm not even blaming. I'm not blaming three four three the employees. I'm blaming Microsoft. I'm blaming Xbox. I'm blaming, you know, Phil Spencer, um, Sarah Bond, uh, Aaron Greenberg. I'm blaming Bonnie Ross. All those top executives. Like, you've had you like you you've had multiple shots and then like this was like the one and it's like you you had it you fucking had it and you failed um you know it's like i get it delaying games multiple times sucks and it's always a little fishy when the game gets delayed multiple times but i mean the Miyamoto quote i'm not gonna say because everybody knows it but um i mean yeah i mean if that game maybe if that game came out you know mid 2022 late you know september 2022 you know, I mean, maybe right now we're still we're still raving about Halo Infinite instead of talking about the demise of Halo Infinite. So, um, yeah, really shitty. Um, but let's move on. Uh, it's not getting any better, people. Uh, <laughs> um, Marvel's Avengers is dead. Uh, so it's gonna be a, this week is a lot of uh, games of service stuff going on. Um, so uh, it's funny Gables actually put the put this one in here, beat me to it. Uh, but uh, so they they uh, Crystal Dynamics it kind of got leaked earlier in the day on Friday, but Crystal Dynamics uh, officially came out and said that uh, support for Marvel's Avengers will be ending on September 30th, which would mark about four years, three years because it came out September 2020. Uh, three years um, of that after um, after which digital purchases will no longer be available. All solo content will continue to be playable after support ends, and multiplayer will also remain available. They also, like I said, you can't buy like digital stuff you can't buy stuff for game passes uh microtransactions but also the game will be pulled from digital sales so you won't be able to even buy it digitally anymore anymore which is pretty nuts um they also said that um crystal Amos is not planning to release any new stories features or heroes um and the team will be moving uh over to tomb raider that is being uh published by amazon games which i totally forgot that was a thing that just blew my mind uh, uh but um they did have a final update uh, a couple months ago, uh, that was that, that finally added like the cloning labs and the Winter Soldier, um, but uh, I can't remember when that was. Uh, when it... Okay, so the final update will be on March 31st. That's just like balance updates. I can't remember when the final update came out though. I'm trying to, yeah, it doesn't sound like it. But what's weird is like, there's been all these leaks and stuff about like She-Hulk being a playable character, and even the rumored voice actor tweeted about it. Um, about her being the voice actor for She-Hulk in the game, so it's like, I mean, it sounds like he made it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's weird. Um, 
but uh maybe i mean it was just like a sunk cost fallacy kind of thing it was like ah, we've lost enough money no this isn't gonna fix it there's a clone of hulk um but yeah i mean we see this game it's it's hard to make a live service game uh yes and this was like i, I, I talked about this at the, at the time when marvel's avengers came out like i played the game i beat the game I beat the campaign i thought that campaign was fan-fucking-tastic uh i just hated like the sh- it, it just they had a really great story a really great campaign there and they was just they forced the light they're like they just kind of here's a square peg that we built and it's amazing all right cool well here's this uh here's this round hole that's games of service we need to put that square peg in this round hole. And this is what we get. Marvel Avengers is what we got. Like if Marvel Avengers, like if they just didn't put that in there, like that, I think that would have been Marvel Avengers would have been like a game of the year contender in 2020. Yes. It instead of been. the, the joke of 2020. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oh, it's sad. It's like you have in 2020, there was no IP hotter than Avengers. <laughs> After coming off of in game and just MCU in general, um, you can't top. You couldn't. There was nothing bigger. And here we are. I mean, within a couple matter of months, that game was dead. And they had a second shot with with the Wakanda uh, expansion they did, and it kind of brought it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, in the end, it just didn't matter. Um, and I'm I'm incredibly disappointed. I, like, I had a really good time playing through that campaign. They did like a four times multiplayer experience point multiplayer thing. Um, I think it was like beginning of last year. Uh, and I had a good time with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Gables, wh- what's your thoughts on this? Uh, well, in regards to the whole, the whole thing with Marvel's Adventures, as soon as I can get this little guy just going <laughs> barking for a little moment right here. I know you got very good insight on Marvel's Adventures, yeah. don't you? Yeah, he's like, I fucking hate that game. Absolutely. <laughs> um, come, come, come. Chico, Chico, uh, I bet it, he's like a, he's definitely like a Kate Bishop main. Yeah, he definitely is a Kate Bishop yeah. main. <laughs> well, when it came to like uh, Marvel's Avengers, though, I mean, it's really not too much of a surprise. <laughs> okay, you don't want your sweater. <laughs> when it comes to like Marvel's Avengers, I mean, I'm not too surprised in regards to the whole thing. I mean. Even from the get-go of the launch itself, the live service questionable. Some of the microtransaction stuff was definitely questionable, considering the cosmetics and this and that. But, but uh, yeah, when it comes to the game of itself, I've heard things from you in regards to the campaign. But the thing that turned you off and turned a lot of gamers off the most was the live service stuff. Yeah. As soon as you got done with a campaign, or as soon as you got to a specific part, things just started to go downhill. Because it was shoehorned into the game's experience from stand. And as a result, it turned off a lot of people to the extent where even like congruent players for the game, even on like, say, on Steam, like dipped within like a couple hundred or something like that for even as close as like, even as for as recent as this year, you know? Because at first you had like maybe a couple thousand people, maybe like over. Not sure, like, in total, but at least a few thousand people playing the game when it first launched on yeah. Steam, and then through the subsequent glitches and the gameplay stuff, through, like, the live service stuff as well, and on top of things, that went downhill. 
obviously, to the extent of where we're at right now. But it's another product of what could have been, really, because of a lot of mismanagement stuff through Square Enix and IDOS Montreal at the time stuff. But uh, it's kind of... it's The thing, the pattern is for this week and stuff is I look in from the outside looking in upon live service games in general, in my honest opinion. You had Halo Infinite that was supposed to be like a game that was supposed to last for like 10 years and stuff through like a live service sort of structure. Then here is Marvel's Avengers, like near the same type of things and stuff. And we're seeing we're seeing the results of things not planned out correctly through the higher echelon, the management material, all the way down to their core people. I mean, the last remaining people that were working on that game were just basically going through the stability stuff and try to get some bit of, like, the patches, like, trying to work out balances and stuff for the last major update of this game. And, yeah, it sucks that, come a few months from now, people are not even going to be able to buy this game unless they get a physical copy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I probably, like, it's cheap enough. I'll, I think, like, I've seen it for, like, under 10 bucks. I'm probably going to go and just buy a, a copy just to have it. Because um, I legitimately, like, really like that game. And there's a lot of fun right, right. and I kind of want to play the the Wakanda expansion. I just never got around to it, so um, pick it up. I didn't realize the Wakanda expansion was even out. <laughs> yeah, it came out June of last year. So okay, yeah. okay. But like the cloning lab thing that just came out in the last expansion a few months ago. Um, I've mm-hmm. told the story before, but I remember like when I when I when I would edit the podcast, um, I would just pop up Twitch and just like have somebody off at the side while I'm, I'm editing and or putting the podcast together or whatever. And I remember I was watching Fran Marabella, uh, formerly of IGN, um, Twitch stream, and this is when the game first came out. And he accidentally yeah. got into the cloning labs. And this is like the week the game came out. <laughs> he got into it. That was okay. over two years ago. Wow. And the tw- cloning lab, like, so he was playing the cloning lab over two years ago, the week the game came out. It just now came out, like, end of last year. So. And now the game is near dead. Now the game, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's dead. Um, I mean, like the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man uh, character added, and it was just like meh. Um, so I mean, if that that funny enough, like, that's gonna remain exclusive to fucking Sony platforms. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just I don't I don't know how you. It's just crazy. I mean, and we all the stuff we heard about that one, Square Enix kind of forced them to make this a live service game, and I mean, I remember the reports coming out uh, after the. Um, at the end of fiscal year 2020 there. And like, you know, they talked about like, they are like more $70 million in the hole on, because of Marvel on Marvel's Avengers. Um, so yeah, I mean, even though that game was one of the best selling games of the year, it was one of the best selling, uh, like the number one, in the month that came out in September, uh, it was like I said, it was one of the, I think one of the 10 best selling games of 2020 and you're st- still not profitable. I don't know. Um, just, just crazy to me. Uh, but give me one second here, Gables. I got a f- OBS is acting a little weird, so give me a second. Oh no. Your your picture's coming in weird, so I'm gonna have to. So they're not gonna be able to hear you for a second while I fix this. Um. Sorry, uh, audio listeners. Um. There we go. We're getting here. Sorry, I gotta fix mm-hmm. the picture. All right, we're getting somewhere here. Alrighty. All right, and we are good, Gables. They should right. be able to hear you. Yep, you're good. All right. Um, well, Gables, let's move on. Let's try to 
Um, talked about some fun news. Well, shit. Let's talk about Suicide Squad. Um, it's not getting any better for anybody. Uh, oh, what a bad, what a shit week for video games, man. I cannot uh, remember a single week that we've recorded and stuff like uh, the news has been literally like closure after game ending, after closure, yeah. after and, firing, after this. Yeah, and it's just like, um, it, it's just live service games. It's like, man, maybe you know you should take a lesson here. But um, I do want to show something. Yeah. Um, so there a, a screenshot leaked for Suicide Squad, and uh, their DMCA taking down the game or the screenshot and people are getting hit on YouTube and even Twitter and like uh, news articles, shit like that. So um, somebody, uh, Kyle Bossman, uh, formerly of easy allies and game trailers uh, was nice enough to put together a little drawing for everybody. Uh, so Gable, you should be able to see that. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll give him credit for this. That's pretty creative. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you're a uh, audio listener, um, I have a picture here of, um, he actually did a picture. He did a picture of the of the screenshot. And so, um, if you're on YouTube, you should be able to see this right now as well. Uh, but here is the picture of the screenshot uh, that was posted. Um, so <laughs> it's so funny to me. Uh, so a screenshot came out of uh, Suicide Squad of like it's like a closed alpha that's going on right now of basically like you get a battle pass. Yeah. Um, you can see the chapter, like you go to like chapter select, there's like um, game modes, uh, there's four player co-op here, obviously, everybody's got different levels, um, like I said, there's a game pass top of that, and you can see like in the, like, like up at the top of the screen here, there's squad, uh, looks, loadout, talents, social, battle pass, store, codex, options, and then what looks to be six different currencies for the game. Jesus Christ. God, so these yeah, games, somebody's don't learn their lessons, do they? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, the, the, we are. This is our third news story and our third time talking about a live service game. Um, yeah. That so, also has uh, questionable it was, things with it. <laughs> yeah. So if Gables, if I'm looking at this correctly here. Um, this is Captain Boomerang as the fir- the character up front. The character is yep. playing as uh, Captain Boomerang, who is known for having uh, a boomerang that he kills enemies with. What is he holding in his hand? A gun. Yeah, um, Gable's King Shark, who is yep. uh, a gigantic shark that has um, impenetrable skin, super strength, uh, and uh, teeth that can just kill us easily. Uh, what is he holding in his hands? A machine gun. Yes. Uh, so, um, baffling. Uh, what is happening here? <laughs> uh, it, I was listening to a podcast the other day. And a listener wrote in a question that honestly kind of blew my mind. I can't remember what podcast I listened to, but they asked the question, how many full-priced games have come out that were games of service and were actually were actually successful? That is an excellent question. Destiny 2? You can make the argument Which, that Destiny 2 I mean, I would say been. Destiny 2 for sure is, but then they went free-to-play. Yes, they um, did. They had to go free to play. Yeah. Uh, not counting MMOs. Rainbow Six Siege. Even though that did have its growing pains as well. I mean, they had to relaunch the game and redo a whole yeah. bunch of different things to adjust it. Yeah. But I mean, They're it counts. some success now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd count it. It's been successful for, for several years, but 
I got nothing after that. And I'm sure I, there's probably yeah. a couple. Um, and people always talk about like, well, when games come out, oh yeah, but we always look at like we point out games like No Man's Sky, and like Rainbow Six Siege and Destiny. It's like, well, those games turn around. But the problem is we always look at like the the two or three cases uh, of when it works, but we totally forget about the the 500 other maybe not 500, but at least the, I would say 60, 70 other times uh, that games like this come out and they just fail. Exactly. Um, I mean, we, it doesn't. We, it doesn't matter whether or not it's like, say, Marvel's Avengers or certain portions of a Halo Infinite or even like certain portions of like freaking. Oh my god, oh my god, what was oh Battlefront two or like freaking everything else? Battle, Battlefield twenty one forty two. Twenty one forty two. Yeah, Battlefield. Every Battlefield for the last like ten years. Um, the point remains is this live service stuff though has been around. There's been so many games you could literally name off that have not been successful because of this format. And yet the ones that have, that we would credit that were close to being successful or are now doing well is from them either separating themselves from the publishers that they were initially with Bungie with Activision. I mean, separating themselves from Activision was their biggest the biggest improvement because they were able to not only go free to play in some aspects, but they were able to build subsequently new content that now, you know, new content that making destiny three, four and five. Exactly. Keep growing too. Yeah. They kept growing too and stuff and they've had some good expansions. They've also had some great expansions as well. I mean, then you also have like, uh, like we just said, like Rainbow Six Siege and stuff. But like I was stated previously, it's like that had to fail in order for them to go back in, redo a whole bunch of different stuff, and then just basically relaunch it. And now it's probably the best that it's been for a hell of a long time. But yeah. uh, that list, that listener brought up an excellent question, and I cannot think of something live service game day one that literally was successful just from day one all the way up for like a couple years after <laughs> yeah i mean and even like you think about even free to play like halo infinite multiplayer is free to play mm-hmm. and it failed um yeah i mean roller champions ubisoft just look at ubisoft what's the there's that fucking free to play shooter game they put out that failed um yep. i wish for the name of um that was gone as quickly as it came out. Battle um, Arena or something? I don't remember. Uh, it was stupid. Uh, Anthem. Jesus Anthem. Christ, yeah, Anthem. Yeah, there we go. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> we well, can still find copies for like next to five bucks. <laughs> it's like the, the dollar, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, just, it's just, it sucks. It, I get why everybody wants it. Because if you can get a great games of service game not only i mean and if you can get a great game of service game but also charge a full price on top of it like i get why people want it what companies want it like it's the golden goose that everybody's been wanting and we talked about last week with ubisoft where and now reports coming out that ubisoft at one point had over a dozen games of service games in the works um and uh, since sub- sub- subsequently they've like canceled a bunch of those but i <sighs> Yeah, I just it, it's it's kind of like in the 2000s there where we had that stretch where like um where 
everybody thought single player games were dead and they had a shoehorn like multiplayer, uh, multiplayer games. into it. Yeah. Yes. It's like, I think about it, even Doom 2016, they shoehorned fucking multiplayer into that thing. So it's like it wasn't just a, two generations ago. This was last generation, even the beginning of. And then like, I'm sorry, when EA has learned their lessons on this shit, where it's like, oh wait, people will buy single player games, and now they're pivoting and now they're putting out Dead Space next week. They're putting out uh, another Star Wars game that's uh, single player. Like they're like expanding their portfolio. Um, it's like, man, when you're behind the times of EA, and like EA's figured the shit out and they're doing better right now, and they're not killing it. Obviously, Battlefield 2142, major disappointment for them. Uh, but they have definitely found, like, like I said, expanded the portfolio and are balancing things out here. It's like, what are we doing? Like, When is enough going to be enough for companies to realize this is not the way you're going to go in order to try to get whatever type of freaking money possible? I mean, for God's sakes, gamers are not that stupid. Granted, there are plenty that go forth and spend a lot in regards to specific type of games. And I understand companies want to go after whales in regards to their sales numbers and this and that. But when it comes to this, I mean, general gamers look at live service games as trash for the most part because they take away what we've had initially ever since gaming pretty much has been deception types, you know, where it's like the cosmetic stuff, the this and that, you know, the, the different difficulties the different types of like selections of classes and like even for like basic stuff that you should be knowing and should have in terms of like level choices and this and that, you know, telling gamers that know better that have been playing games for decades and stuff like that to pay extra just to get certain incremental stuff that they've had before, you know, and other games. I mean, of course, a lot of these games have failed. And, of course, a lot of these games have gone through and not been so excellent or have been, like, shells of what they could have been. It's because of one tying factor, Tyler. And it's been something that we've already mentioned two times throughout this <laughs> throughout this recording. And what is that? Terrible management strategies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's... I mean, Rocksteady has put out great games and... Ah. Yeah. It's been it's been eight years since they put out a game, and it just sucks that like obviously look I, if I'm wrong I, I I hope I'm wrong I hope this thing comes out and it's fucking awesome I want it to be awesome you kidding me well, yeah like, I I want a Gotham Knights to be awesome I want to be wrong about that I want to be wrong about Marvel's Avengers um like I want these games to be great I like you kidding me like what we like the the comedy of Suicide Squad has been hilarious um and but we like we've seen the very little gameplay we've seen has been like quick cuts. So they're obviously trying to prevent us from showing shit. And it's like, it's baffling when you think about like multiple, when this shit happens and this stuff leaks out, like the whole PR and the ad campaign running up to the game is them convincing us about like the battle pass. Like they try to like convince us that the, the ass, the game's a service part is not as bad as you think. And like, Hey, there's all this, this, this too. And then the game comes out. And it's just what we thought it was. Exactly. And it's like, if you have to spend your entire PR campaign, instead of like trying to like show us how great this game is, is by telling, trying to tell us how it's not the thing we think it is, even though it is the thing that we think it is, maybe there's something wrong there. And like you said, I'm not blaming the people making the game. Actually, the you know the people working directly on the game. I'm talking about the people that like up top. Yeah. Um, and it's like, when that's your, like, your go-to campaign of like, hey, all right, tell them about the. That was a full 
full-fledged single player here. There are you could play this game single player. It's like okay, the game's not designed that way. And it's like I don't know. And it's like you hear about all the shit with Gotham Knights where like that game was supposed to be a single player game. Um and then it got turned into got the Marvel's Avengers got announced. They turned it into they tried to change it mid uh development into a live service game. And then Marvel Avengers failed and what you know, after multiple years of working on it as a live service game, they tried to take out the live service stuff out of it. And then we just got Gotham Knights, um, which sucks. Um, so, yeah, and it's just like on top of that, like these studios spent like essentially most of a decade <laughs> to put out this. And like, like I, I know that games, this game is supposed to allegedly coming out in May. Uh, and like I said, I want to I want to be wrong about this. I would like I love that this game comes out and it's great and they support it forever. Uh, but we see this all the time and it never happens like that. Um so yeah, uh, just fucking sucks. Um, though I yeah, must admit, I though this drawing by this dude, you know, I, I'm awesome. just laughing. It's awesome. I'm just laughing at it because it's like he took the time. He did a. He actually did a pretty fun job with this. It's, it's I mean, a great job. Lie. Like I look at the I look at the initial <laughs> screenshot and it's like perfect. Um, so yeah, uh, if if you're uh, an audio listener, please go to our YouTube. There's there's a you can see the time codes down in there. Click on it and, and check out this picture because it's fantastic. It's also it's going to be the uh, uh, thumbnail for this podcast as well. Um, it's going to steal that, <laughs> post it. Cause it's, that's how fucking good it is. Um, but was, let's talk. Let's start talking about live service games. Let's talk about one of my favorite things to talk about every every month. All right. Let's talk about fucking. Let me if I can find it here. MPDs. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God. Yeah, let's, let's get away from um, all that bullshit. And let's talk about MPDs here. Give me a second, Gables. Uh, I will. I got, I got 50 fucking things on my screen here. All right, oh. boom. I'm trying to. I'm going to screen share MPDs with you, buddy. All right. There we go. You should be able to see that now. Hey. There we go. All right. What the... So yeah, there's ads. Sorry about that. Skip ad. All right. Um. So let's let's talk about December first. So we got December, and we also have um um to share screen for the audio listeners. Uh, we have we have a uh, December, and we also have um overall sales for 2022. Okay. Um. So we'll start off. Speaking of Gotham Knights, number 20 here. Uh, Gotham Knights for this is like I said, it's all for the month of December. Um. Number 19, we have Splatoon 3. Number mm-hmm. uh, 18, we have Animal uh, Crossing New Horizon. Number s- 17, Closer Protocol. Um, that's a new game, too. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Number 16, Nintendo Switch Sports. Number 15, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 14, Minecraft. Number 13, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Number 12, Just Dance 2023, which is crazy. That game jumped from 27th to get back to 12th. Wow. Um Number 11, NBA 2K23. Um, number 10, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Number 9, Mario Kart 8. Number 8, Need for Speed Unbound. Number 7, Elden Ring. Number 6, Sonic Frontiers. Number 5, FIFA 23. Number 4, uh, Modern War, uh, Madden NFL 2020. Yeah, I can't talk. Madden 23 <laughs> is number 4. Um, I'm looking at Modern Warfare. I'm looking at Madden, and there's a lot of numbers here. Uh, number 3, God of War Ragnarok. Number 2, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, number one, Modern Warfare 2. Um, mm. So that is the top 20 list for the uh, for the month of December. Give us anything sticking out to you on that one? 
to be perfectly honest with you, the things that are sticking out the most on here is like Sonic Frontiers still selling like strong in that regard since uh, it released. Did it not release like in terms of November? Uh, of it was released the day after God of War, but also had like oh, okay. gigantic. It was like thirty, forty dollars during the holidays. So. Well, exactly. You know, that's like that's pretty much the thing that's popping out to me the most because other than that though i mean it is kind of like not surprising because you see the usual type of suspects from last year the biggest sales stuff like for elden ring be on the list for like every sports game being on the list and stuff ragnarok selling strong in december i mean that's when everybody else is wanting to play that game because of all the game of the year accolades for that plus elden ring but it's like yeah, it yeah, it's kind of like in line with what I what I thought. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, like look at the list here. It's like, um, Gotham Knights dropping from eighth to twentieth, even despite you know yeah, I remember like this is based off dollar sales, not um units sold. But Gotham Knights had like I think it was also selling for like forty bucks during the 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 holidays. Um, you know, two three at nineteen jumping back in from twenty four. Um. I remember that game is mostly most of the sales are from Japan, uh, rather from you know Europe and the United States. So, uh, and this is only based off the United States, this is not worldwide. Uh, Clips Protocol only being 17 sucks. Like, you know, I played the game on PS5, so and I like that game more than most, but uh, I understand that, like um, that game definitely had some issues coming out. The game is it's fine. I, you know, I'm not trying to be a hardcore defender of it, but. It's better review say, but I also um, someone pointed out that uh, most people review the game on PC, and that game uh, was a buggy mess on PC and Xbox. So, yeah. Um, uh, something interesting about that is, I guess uh, PlayStation had to give Crafton uh, Games to uh, when they uh, 300 employees to help finish that game. Hmm. So that's why the PlayStation version's actually like really is like pretty much done and finished and works okay. Wow. Uh, and the other ones weren't because PlayStation had to give them hundreds of employees to actually finish the game to be out in time. Uh, so this point, because that game definitely needed like, probably need like a few more months um, in the oven. Uh, but they're so dead set on getting out before Dead Space. Um, that unfortunately, that kind of do, kind of double doomed it. Um, but also, you know, like Switch Sports, gross. Um, looking at here, Sparks of Hope. We talked about last week. Ubisoft's pretty disappointed. Same with Just Dance 2023. Um, Cry being number 10. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Uh, I did not like that game. Um, but I'm sure people out there, you know, that might still, still enjoy the game. Uh, New Speed Unbound, number eight. That's pretty, I mean, pretty crazy for a game that was literally announced um, end of October. Uh, even though the game leaked like a year ago and we knew everything about it, um, it was a, it, you know, officially announced at the end of October. And to finish eighth, for the uh, for the month is pretty good coming out just with not a lot of buzz behind it but yeah like like I said the top kind of what we thought you know it's Call of Duty it's Pokemon it's God of War Madden FIFA so uh, yeah good for them but let's move on to it's down here somewhere I gotta scroll through here full year of 2020 okay best selling games um so let me scroll in here as well I'm, I got two screens going here uh so number 20 overall. Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 18. Number 19, rather. Nintendo Switch Sports. Gross. Number 18. Minecraft. Who the fuck hasn't bought fucking Minecraft at this point? It doesn't... I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, number 17. Gotham Knights. Okay. Number 16. Sonic Frontiers. Number 15. 
NBA 2K23, number 14. Look at this fucking uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Look there at her boy. Go. Look at her boy. Uh, number 13 here, we have Gran Turismo 7. Number 12, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, it's impressive to have two games in, in the in the top 12, uh, but typically uh, most years we have two Call of Duty games in like the top five. So um, it kind of shows like, you know, Vanguard, one of the best-selling games of the year. Um, it was the best-selling game in 2021. Um, pretty disappointing overall. Didn't have that big tail like they expect. Number 11, Mario Kart 8, as always. Number 10, and will be the show 22. Um, huh. Pretty crazy. That does not include Xbox or Nintendo digital, digital sales either. That's just Sony, isn't it? That's just Sony, and this game is also on Game Pass. Jesus so. Christ. And the also, fact like, that it's, only, you... it's only Sony with that stuff. And well, sales and it like is that. physical sales for Xbox and Switch, but it's not digital sales of Xbox and Switch. Okay, okay. Uh, but still, that's fucking crazy number nine uh horizon 2 forbidden west number eight pokemon legends arceus look at them look at them go there you go look, look at the top look 10. at a little guy <laughs> look at a little buddy here uh number seven fifa 23 number six pokemon scarlet and violet number yeah. five uh lego star wars skywalker saga number four god of War ragnarok number three madden nfl 22 and no shock number two Elden ring number one call of duty Modern warfare two so I don't think there's anything super shocking about when you look at this no. list. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, Kirby, I mean, I think like Kirby being in there is fucking incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything kind of stand out here? I'm like, I'm looking at this list here. It's like, it's kind of chalk. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was not expecting two Pokemon games to be within the top 10 of like sales yeah. and stuff. Number I mean, six, that, number that's... eight. Yeah. That's impressive to me that Nintendo managed to put out two Pokemon games and both of them sold so well throughout the year. And especially with Scarlet and Violet, since it only had like about a month and a half or so on the market for 2022. Yeah. And it still managed to get number six overall for the year. Yeah. I mean, hell. Scarlet and Violet is going to probably be one of the best, if not the best selling games in the franchise after this stuff. But yeah, I mean, if it's, I wouldn't be shocked by the time we get to the end of the fiscal year. Um, it's number one or number two. Um, yeah. I don't remember what number one is. I think it's gold and silver. I want to say, I can't remember. No, actually it's um, sword and shield that have the best sales. Oh, you're right. It did pass it. You're right. Okay. Yeah. But this will definitely pass that then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of looking. Uh, we got one, six Nintendo games in the top 20, looks yep. like. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty incredible uh, year overall. I mean, like I said, it'll be the show just being a top 10 despite being a Game Pass game and not including Xbox or Nintendo digital sales is pretty incredible. Same with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet um, and Arceus were. Uh, that does not include digital sales either. So um, wow. who knows where it would have been if they included those. Um, Mario Kart 8 being in there, it's kind of fake because it they count um, the bundle sales as well. Uh, so, But um, still being number 11 after five years on the market. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, six years on the market. Um, yeah, pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I love MVDs. It's always kind of fun to see this kind of like, I was like, I was talking about like, kind of get you out of that bubble a little bit of the gaming world and show you what's like kind of going on in the, in the gaming world and yeah, pretty incredible uh but um all right but that's gonna kind of do it for mpds uh it'd be kind of interesting because we're gonna have 
couple, you know, we have a few bigger games come out in January, so it'd be nice to get some, some mm-hmm. new blood in there. Uh, but Gables, let's move on to okay. the other news this week. A lot's going on. Um, so Xbox Direct, just a reminder, it's going to be on Wednesday, January 25th, I believe that's yep. the date. Um, as of right now, I am not scheduled to work that day, so if I'm off, I'll do a live reaction. Um, I'll tweet about it. I'll post about it. I'll, I'll be here. Gables, if you're available, feel free to join me. Um, I believe it's at noon Pacific time to 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Central time. Um, a couple other things here. Uh, Forspoken reviews will go up Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe Dead Space reviews are going to be going up on Wednesday. I can't confirm okay. that. Uh, but uh, I've been trying to look around and try to get some confirmation. Uh, I can't. I couldn't get 100% confirmation, but that's kind of what uh, I've been seeing out there. So uh, I think that's kind of what it looks like. Um, sounds like there might be some sort of PlayStation state of play, some PlayStation news coming up soon. Uh, the Snitch um, posted in his uh, Discord that there um, PlayStation is going to be doing some third-party announcements here soon. Um, so yeah. So I mean, he's been about a thousand percent so far on that. Uh, WWE 2K23 will be revealed during the Royal Rumble, uh, but then they accidentally leaked. Um, that's that's a rumor; it's nothing confirmed. But they also did leak a screenshot of like like the the store page. I got quickly taken down, but the game is coming out March 17th, and John Cena will be on the cover. Um, uh, yeah, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. Why? John it's John Cena. Cena. Yeah, I mean he's been on the cover. I, I guess, but I don't know who they put on the cover. Um, <laughs> There's like nobody like new that's not like that's big now they can put on there. Um, uh, Metro Prime. There might be some news here soon. Uh, a prominent leaker of um, on Reddit has uh, kind of he's big on doing teases for Nintendo news and he's leaked out dates for directs in the past and he's he kind of like teased out the title of Tears of the Kingdom before the the the, the, the title was announced. Um, he kind of he put out a post saying, are you primed and ready? Um, <laughs> so that would kind of probably tell us that there's going to be some Metroid Prime news here soon. Is it going to be the remake that we've heard about? Or is it going to be um, the uh, Metroid Prime 4 that we've been waiting for for, what, like seven years now? Um, or could it be the trilogy? I mean, that's the thing. There's possibilities between maybe three options here that we could potentially hear about. Yeah, true, 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 true. Touche. Um, yeah. Um, I've, I've heard some rumblings that Platinum Games might be making the next next Ninja Gaiden game. Hmm. I can't. Interesting. Uh, don't know how real that is, but just kind of keep keep that out there. Uh, we talked about Clips Protocol on the MPD list uh, being 17th in its debut month. Uh, apparently, they were expecting, um, the the publishers of the game was expecting to sell 5 million copies over time. Um, they're saying now um, they expect to sell about 2 million by the end of this year. Um, the game had apparently had a budget of about $160 million. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Pretty disappointing, but it's also like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I remember like hearing about that shit with like Tomb Raider when it came out. It's like the classic case where it sold like 3 million units in its first year. Uh, but they were, what Square Enix was expecting to sell like 7 or something like that. And they were pissed about it. Um, and laid a bunch of people off. 
It's like, I mean, I don't. I think, I think like Final Fantasy VII Remake sold like five million copies in its, in its like first year, and that's fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, obviously, it's only on one <laughs> platform, but not many things sell f- like five million units. I don't think people understand. That's a shit ton of copies. Like, um, yes, it is. Like, you we see that for like oh like you know, God of Ragnarok sold five million units in, in its first three days, or uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold ten million copies in its first week. Um, it's like yeah, but these are like top end franchises. This is a brand new franchise. Absolutely. From uh, they're not new IPs. They've been around for years. Yeah, like maybe with the sequel. You know, and it's like also you had like the reviews come out and not be fantastic. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of upsetting to hear that. I hope because uh, I think that game is, like I said, I don't think the game is like game of the year. I don't think that's even a top ten contender. But I think the game is better. Um, the what's there is better than what what that game ended up being. Uh, and they get a second shot at this thing. Like I think it could blow it. Up. Like they could fucking kill it. Like that could be a game of the year contender if they get. It. And then a shot at this game. Um, I hope they do. Uh, Discord is coming to PS5 in March. There's going to be a big 7.0 update. Nice. And that will give us the full thing that we want, where we can talk to friends on our PS5s um, that are playing on PC and shit like that. We can, we can get in chats with them and all that. So finally, that's coming. Uh, apparently, there might be some Metal Gear Solid news soon. Uh, the writing uh, voice actor. Said that there there'll be some news coming uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, I don't know. Um, I heard he's weird. I don't know. I don't know what. But there's a lot of people said that guy's kind of weird. Uh, so I don't know. And I mean, but typically when like a non-gamer person uh, talks about shit, they're usually right, and they don't realize they're not supposed to be talking about it. So I don't know. People's like, how you feel about this? <laughs> Oh, for the whole, like, writing voice actor thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think it's kind of interesting that uh, you go forward. He actually went through and said something in regards about it. How I personally feel about it is I'm hopeful. I would, I'm would. i wanting some news about Metal Gear Solid yeah. or any type of Metal Gear news. I mean, that's, that's just the fan in me where it's like, yeah, yeah, I want to hear more about it. I mean, I want to know if there's something kind of substantial that's going to be down mm-hmm. the line here. <laughs> but uh, at the same point, you know, I'm kind of holding that expectation. I'm just holding that, uh, just holding it in the back of my mind to where, hey, this may potentially not be a thing, or maybe it's just a smoke to blow off, you know, in terms of uh, for the people I keep repeatedly asking him potentially on Twitter. It's like, hey, what's what's going on Metal Gear? Oh, hey, what's going on Metal Gear? Or this and that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm hopeful that this does turn out to be something. Yeah, that turns out to be something, and that it leads to something Metal Gear related. Yeah, I mean, me too. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe he is. Could be one of those things though. He doesn't. He, he maybe he is right. He's worked on something. He knows something's coming, but like he doesn't know for a fact it is coming um, in a matter of weeks. You know, I mean, we heard about with uh, Norman Reedus uh, with Death Stranding too. We talked about the game for like over a year before the game finally got like maybe not over a year, but at least uh, close to a year. Um, talking about the game coming out soon and all that and are talking about the game, you know, being like he's working on it and shit like that. It's like, Oh yeah, we should hear about it soon. And you know, we finally heard about it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And it's like, also it's Konami. Uh, it's like, I don't trust Konami as far as I can throw the corporate building, um, which isn't far. I'd assume. 
Uh, so, excuse me for burping into the mic. Um, I had ravioli's for dinner. Not like canned ravioli's, um, but actual, like, I had fried ravioli's. And they were fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, but it's Konami. I don't really fully trust them. It's like how serious. And like, there's the, the Blueprint, a loop, Bluepoint rumored game. There's the one, the Virtuous Missions, I think, or Virtuous something is apparently working on the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to keep, like, I love Metal Gear more than most things in life. And I'd so badly want another <laughs> one. But uh, I'm trying to keep all that in check. I don't want to get too crazy in the expectations and the hype for it. Oh, absolutely. Understandable. I mean, hell, I'd love it if, like, say, randomly we get, like, a MGS remake or an MGS3 remake, you know, because both of those games are excellent. Yeah, but, but, like, not, like, a cheap, awful remake, but, like, an actual good tier remake. Because, like I said, when you were gone, I said, like, like, it's Konami. (laughs) Like, um, they're a little, they're they're pretty cheap on how they do things. So, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm trying to keep expectations in check because it's Konami. So, it, like, if the rumors are true <laughs> of like PlayStation's working on this, some of this shit, like with the Blue Point stuff, like, then I'll trust it because uh, I, I trust that it's all hands on deck. Yeah, and like I, I trust that PlayStation's, especially when they gotta pay Konami uh, to get the IP and then pay another studio to make, whether it's internal or external, to make the game. I trust that they're gonna, yeah, at least they're gonna put their best foot forward in this one. Uh, but if it's Konami hiring somebody, uh, they're going to hire the cheapest person possible to make it. So, um, yeah. Uh, moving on here, though. Returnal is coming to PC in February. That was leaked a long time ago. Um, but not the date, but that was coming to PC. Uh, and I guess they also announced that Game Awards. So, I guess well, we knew that. Um, SteamWorld, uh, they they announced, uh, Thun- Thunderful Games announced that there will be a SteamWorld uh, event on January 23rd. That is Monday. Huh. Um, there'll be a special broadcast. Um, gonna kind of go through here. So, uh, like, yes, SteamWorld. Yeah, so SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Heist, stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to clarify the makers of those games. Okay. Yeah. So Thunderful is the. I think it used to be Image and Form. They changed their name to Thunderful Games, I believe. They made like the, they also like publish games now. They they publish like the Gunk. Uh, maybe they no, they made the Gunk oh, actually. Yeah. Uh, but like I loved. SteamWorld Heist, I thought it was one of my game of the years. I think 2015, I think they came out. Um, I played SteamWorld Dig 1. I didn't love it, but it's like recognized it's not my type of game. SteamWorld Dig 2, like a lot of people, that was our game of the year, even in 2017 um, when the game came out. So, um, And they had that SteamWorld Quest, I believe, that came out a couple of years mm-hmm. ago that didn't really light the world on fire. So I'm hoping, uh, we're gonna, but we're going to get a little showcase from them on Monday. I'm hopeful that maybe we get a SteamWorld Heist 2 because... Uh, I would love to play another one of those games because that game is a uh, fucking awesome. And there's also was a Firefly reference in there, um, which <laughs> I'm a sucker for. Um, but yeah, moving on. Last but not least, here, uh, Scalebound might be getting revived. Gables, this game just will not die. It's like Matt Hardy no. and like the 2000s uh, when he came back to WWE. <laughs> it's like I will not die. Scalebound is the Matt Hardy of the 2000s. Um, well, let's see if I can slam a tornado and right up the yeah. sea. <laughs> yeah, uh, this game was originally supposed to be like a Wii game, and then it got turned into an Xbox game, and then there's rumors that it was gonna be a Switch game, and then it, now apparently it's back with the Xbox talking about bringing the game back with Platinum. Um, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I don't understand why. Like, I get Xbox is trying their best to finally put games out and just get on a path. Um, and you need to put out. They're talking about they want to put like a, a game out a quarter. Not every game be a big game. Not every game's gonna be Starfield. Not every game's gonna be Hellblade even. Uh, but like just having like, but maybe there's gonna be some pentiments in there. Like great, potentially great games, but smaller games. Um, but I just don't feel like scale power is that. Uh, that game looked like it could either. be fun. Uh, that game looked like it was swimming in sevens when we saw that game seven years ago uh, when they canceled it. So um, uh, I feel like I just feel like platinum isn't platinum anymore. So um, yeah, uh, Gables. So let's move on to what we've been playing. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom, so I'm gonna let you go first, okay? But I can All still right. hear you. So no weird shit. Alrighty. <laughs> when it comes to games that I've been playing this week, there's been a couple of different ones. For one, I beat Mega Man 3 for the first time. So that was definitely an exciting moment for me. That game I've played off and on ever since the GameCube port of the Mega Man Anniversary Collection. But what's interesting about it, I played through Mega Man Anniversary Collection like on the Switch. I'm actually more than halfway through that collection now. I've beat Mega Man 1, 2, and now... What's fun about 3 is like the different type of bosses and stuff are radically different than like the, past, the previous games before them. And what's kind of interesting about it, it seems like with each iteration of Mega Man game I've now playing this stuff, and it's like the bosses are even more obscure or even more like kind of weird or lombastic than like the last one, the last game, I should say. Like, well, like for example, you know, you start off in Mega Man 3, you play off against Top Man, right? And so basically this is a robot that just does like, it's a dancing robot. So what does it do? Its main thing is spinning around. So literally you have a breakdancing robot that uh, you can that I went to first thing and just beat him and I used his move against another robot master called Shadow Man. Now Shadow Man all he could do is like he can like uh, throw shurikens. And so getting those powers and doing all this other stuff along with like uh tr- finally learning the initial boss pattern, not boss pattern, but the bosses like the order of the bosses in Mega Man 3. Finally getting that down and going through the wily stages until finally getting th- through to that two-part like boss that final boss battle in Mega Man 3 yeah that was fun that was fun I'm definitely glad that uh, I do have save states and going through different things in those retro games okay here's the thing I'm the I'm a fan of hey if I want to play through this game I want to beat it or stuff like that I will use save states you're a fan of juicy but oh just yeah, use exactly. safe, save states yeah juicy <laughs> but if I want to play through it like the normal way and stuff that you would have back then and stuff like I did with Ninja Gaiden in like a few years ago. Yeah, I, I'll do that too. But for the first playthrough, that's perfectly fine. I started playing Mega Man 4. Mega Man 4. This is a whole, whole this is a whole another can of worms here. So this is probably some of the weirdest bosses I think I've seen yet instead of a Mega Man Instead of any type of Mega Man game that I've played so far. So, to give you a good perspective of things, the first Robot Master I had a chance to to uh, engage with was Toad Man. 
So with Toad Man, it's kind of funny because his stage is kind of like a remastered sort of thing of like Bubble Man stage. Not exactly like remastered, remastered, but there is wind and rain prevalent inside the stage. So you have to navigate throughout certain hazards and stuff, especially try to avoid being blown off the stage with uh, while the rain's all going and shit and stuff. But when you finally get to the boss itself, I was doing like uh, I wasn't doing too well the first initial attempts, and that's because there is a there is a specific pattern you can do against Toad Man to where once you figure out the rhythm of what he'll initially go through, what his attack pattern is, he's super easy. So, for example, it's like you you just basically got to go in close combat with him, right? You got to go face to face with him, just blast him and stuff. He'll jump over you and you slide under him. You turn around, blast, he'll jump over you again, and you slide, and blah, blah, blah. It's basically blast, jump, and then slide underneath him, blast, jump, and slide underneath him until you kill him. And that was something that took me like at least a good five, maybe ten minutes or something just to figure out, oh, that's what the fuck I was supposed to do. <laughs> so the initial order so far that I've gone, I've beaten three Robot Masters in Mega Man 4. I mean, Mega Man 4, so far isn't bad. I mean, I love the gameplay. I kind of like the whole charge blaster gimmick that they have alongside the slide and all this other stuff. Let's see. I've gone through Toad Man. What about what about Duff Man? I know for Oh, not Duff Man. Huh, it was another it was Duff Man inside there. I mean, hell, he probably would be a final boss. Duff Man. But breathe. uh Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Duff Man needs an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> oh fun fact listeners when young colonel gables was a kid he loved watching the simpsons so much that he would actually imitate a lot of the different characters including duffman <laughs> when he was just a, a lowly uh pipsqueak in, in base camp scraping up gum off the floor with his toothbrush <laughs> look at you now look at you colonel oh my god but yeah, Mega Man 4 so far, the stages I've played through have been fine. The last one I actually went across and beat was Pharaoh Man stage. Now, the thing about Pharaoh Man stage, you have these different mummies that'll pop out from like pop out of like the walls and stuff. Like they'll, it literally has like a little coffin or something that uh, they get out their sarcophagus stuff, right? And they go and they start chasing after you and this and that and stuff. But I'm really liking the different varieties of the stages so far with Mega Man 4. But uh, the last game I have actually played for this played this week is another type of retro game I've played like twice before last year, and I'm here with a different run. I'm playing through Pokemon Yellow currently right now on my 3DS, and I'm You're doing a Pikachu run. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. It's like. Last year, oh, well, here you have Sephiroth and stuff in your Amiibo folder. It's like one of the box. <laughs> I know. But uh, I got to thinking about it last year where it's like, I, I kind of like doing these separate little Pokemon Red and Blue runs and stuff like that. I did one with Charmander through Charizard and stuff. I did one through Squirrel through Blastoise. Okay, now it's time for me to go for a non-evolved run here. And so I chose Pokemon Yellow, and the Pokemon of choice is going with Pikachu. Now let me tell you something. Pikachu, through the early game, yeah, that's that that's kind of difficult. And I'll tell you why. Brock, 
Brock has two Pokemon. Both of his Pokemon's levels are two levels lower than what he was with Red and Blue. But uh, it still wasn't easy to try to take out his Geodude and his Onyx with Quick Attack. <laughs> because Normal-type moves are resistant to normal... Yeah, Rock-type moves are... No, rock types are resistant to normal type moves. There we go. So I end up having to grind until like around level 19 with Pikachu in order to actually beat Brock <laughs> for the first time with just Pikachu. But so far, I've cleared four gyms. Pikachu is already close to around almost level 50. <laughs> and uh, what's the funniest part about it, there was this one point where I was in the rock tunnel... I was facing off against a trainer, right? And I look at the, I look at, okay, I got enough, I got enough like uh, body slam, this and that, you know, in order to go forth and beat this guy, right? And so he has four Pokemon. And so one of them I use Thunderbolt. Okay, I can clear out this first Pokemon, Thunderbolt. The second one's a Diglett. And I'm like, oh shit, I got one body slam left. I'm going to use that. And so I do that. The third Pokemon comes out. And it's fucking Sandshrew. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have two Electric-type moves. My move set I'm running with Pikachu right now is Thunderbolt, Double Team, Thunder, and Body Slam. I'm all out of Body Slam. All 15 moves used. And so what did I have to do? I had to use every single one of the power points through every other move. Because in order to... When I do that, there is literally a move I can use to attack Sandshrew, and that's struggle. Struggle, dude. And the biggest pain in the ass about it, Sandshrew kept using Sand, sand Attack. <laughs> it kept lowering down my accuracy. And so when eventually I did whittle down my power points for each move down to zero, and I did have access to struggle, it took me like about three attempts for me to hit the damn Sandshrew to KO it. <laughs> But uh, I ended up beating the last Pokemon from that guy's team and stuff with Struggle. And because there was like about a 20 level difference between Pikachu and the Pokemon I was faced off against. And I still had to go through to do the Struggle strategy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was that was definitely fun times. But uh, what's been so fun about it has been my approach with different battles. It's gotten me to think of different strategies through each trainer because I want to go through each trainer in this playthrough and see, like, I know for a fact I have to go through each trainer in this playthrough with Pikachu because I want him at the highest level possible in order to face the Elite Four and Champion. I know for a fact if I enter into the Elite Four now, let's say if it was like a normal run that I was doing last year, if he was already like the mid-50s or something like that, cleared off every single gym, and now he's going to Elite Four and Champion... I still would have to spend a good amount of time grinding him in order to even be remotely competitive inside of like uh, the mid 50s, level 60s of like the Elite Four and Champion and stuff. But because it's like halfway through the game and I'm like already getting close to like level 50 in that regard, so I'm thinking to myself, Oh, I'm, I'm going to probably have a tough run in regards to the Elite Four and Champion if this is the amount of difficulty that I'm encountering with just Pikachu. Because <laughs> now I'm kind of interested in seeing how I'm going to fare against Giovanni inside of the freaking the Salon City corner and stuff. 
when I try to clear out Team Rocket and stuff, because he has Rhydon, and he has, like, these different Rock-type Pokemon that would not pose much of a threat for me in any other type of game like play through, but it does with Pikachu. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, it's those type of replayability type of stuff, and plus the whole me watching a whole bunch of videos by J-Rose 11 on YouTube and stuff, where it's like, you know what? This is what I love about the original Pokemon games. Granted, I've already caught them all. Red, blue, and yellow, that generation, I've caught them all. I've already done substantial, like, playthroughs, beating games with, like, with one Pokemon or, like, with maybe a couple of my favorites or this or that. But now I'm getting to the thing where I'm doing challenge runs to where I want to be able to put some handicaps on myself to see if I can actually beat the game itself. So... I'm not healing in the middle of battle. I'm not using any type of revives or any type of like uh, X attacks or anything else like that. I'm using proteins and like uh, other types of like Pokemon, like uh, medicines and stuff like that, or like vitamins and stuff to pump up the certain stats that I want Pikachu to have this, to have like uh, the strongest possible in that regards. Like I'm definitely going to put more into defense. That's that's defense and special because both of those need to go up substantially <laughs> but uh if oh god in that for the gameplay that i've done this week i mean yeah that's pretty much what i've been doing i've been playing a bunch of mega man i've also been playing pokemon yellow of all things you know so this is gonna change come next week because fire emblem engage I'm getting my copy tomorrow. Like I said previously, I'm going to be playing a bit of that. I hopefully will have some impressions come next episode. So hopefully look forward to that. But other than that, though, Tyler, what's the game you've been playing? Um, So, yeah, I was talking about, like, kind of struggling in the games this week. And I think part of it, too, is, like, there's definitely, like, you know, like, Forspoken hopefully is good. Um, and then also Death Space yeah. coming out next week um, on top of that. So um, I have those on the horizon um, to play. And uh, so I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really want to jump into anything because like, you know, waste of time. Uh, but like I was playing the, I, about, I picked up Marvel Warfare 2 uh, last week. And I, I just started playing it over the last weekend and playing it throughout the week. Um, and I played a couple hours of it. The campaign, I don't care about the multiplayer. I just play, I, I always like, I always talk about, I always like the campaigns of them. Like, I like the, just over the top, big explosions, all that shit. I'm a sucker yeah. for that stuff. Um, and I haven't played one since, like, uh, Modern Warfare 1 uh, on 2019, the reboot one uh, in 2019. And I had a good time with that one. Um, and before that, like, I mean, I had beaten all the Call of Duty ones, even the ones I really didn't care for that much. So I beat all of them up to that point, except for, like, really Vanguard in WW2 like I played in, like I, I talked about like Black Ops Cold War just didn't really even though it was different it didn't vibe with me um, and this one I'm just I don't know it's not really I don't think it's not bad at all like the gameplay is top notch like no matter what you say about Call of Duty and their campaigns and multiplayer like the gameplay is really fucking good the game is probably I don't think anybody can beat them as far as graphics go like they're they're top notch when it comes to like graphics, um, fidelity, and all that, um, but I, th I think that for me personally, uh, I, I feel like that uh, 
that the Call of Duty stuff is kind of maybe passed me by a little bit, where um, the, it just doesn't hit for me the same way it used to. Uh, like the big over the top set pieces. Um, like there's like one of the missions. Like what really was for me was like the Gilly mission, which was like one of the stands out like standouts of like uh, the original Modern Warfare Call of Duty Four. Like that was one of the greatest missions of all time and video games at that point. Um, and like Chernobyl and all that. And I got to that mission. I did that mission and it was just like, all right. Yeah. No, I've, I've, it's definitely, it's, I've done this before and it's cool, but it's like, it's definitely, it feels like a, you know, kind of like, you know, we're, we're doing the shit that everybody loved 15 years ago, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's definitely an audience for it. Uh, I just don't think I'm the audience for that anymore. Uh, so I was like, I'm like, I'm not like, it was like the gameplay is fine. It's it's really good. It's top notch game. Like it looks beautiful. Um, I, it just didn't, didn't connect with me. Uh, like they would in the past. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of fell off of that one. So that's really, I've been playing. Like I did like the life is strange, two colors. They did, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Wavelength. I, I beat that. That's like the DLC. They added it like a, God, like almost a year ago at this point. Um, and it's kind of like a, the prequel for like one of the characters in the game, Steph, who's also from the original Life of Strange games. She like moves um, from Arcadia Bay to um, oh, I forgot the name of the town, Haven Springs, uh, Colorado, and uh, like it's about her journey of leaving the town and then uh, coming, you know, coming leaving Arcadia Bay to go to Haven Springs, and then like just a you know, it kind of like it's only a couple hours long. But like it kind of like it's she runs like the she she runs the record store, but also like the radio station there. She's the DJ and just kind of like her dealing with the events that in Life of Strange 1 um, and like kind of dealing with that. Like she basically like what happened in Life of Strange 1 um, and then like she basically almost immediately leaves town and hasn't really de- dealt with that yet. And like a couple of characters come back from their first game, which is cool to kind of kind of hear them and see them again. Um from the first game, uh, and yeah, like I, I liked it a lot. It's like it's not there's not a lot to it. All it takes place in the record store, um, and it's kind of cool. Like you know, like and it's kind of her like finally like dealing and processing what happens with Life is Strange, like the events of Life is Strange one um, in her time, and then also uh, becoming a part of the town where she felt like alone because uh, she. Didn't, didn't, know, didn't know anybody there. She just came there for a job and finally like feeling a part of the people of Haven Springs. So really cool, really well done. It definitely like very much reminds me of like uh, when they did Life Change Before the Storm, uh, they did a DLC thing for that one called Farewell, which was a farewell to Max right. and Chloe, who were the original characters from Life Change 1. And it was like a separate thing that was like all took place in Chloe's bedroom where a good chunk of the game uh, took place at initially. And it was kind of like a goodbye to those characters. Uh, and it's kind of a goodbye to Steph. And uh, even though she wasn't the main character of the main game, um, she was definitely like 1A, you know, at worst in that game. And um, yeah, I really liked that. really enjoyed that. And it definitely kind of got me jonesing for uh, another life. Hopefully we get in our Life is Strange game. Um, at least some news in the next year or so. I know, I mean, I know it's only been a couple, it's been less than two years uh, since that, but, uh, I mean, it was my game of the year, 2021, uh, Life Strange True Color. So, um, this was kind of on the back burner and I was like, oh, I should, it's just been sitting on my, on like my hood forever. On my route, pop up my PS5, just been sitting there. I was like, I should finally knock it out. Finally knocked it out. Enjoy the hell out of it. 
Um, so yeah, but like that's really the plan. Like, like I said, I didn't want to like jump or anything that's gonna like require a lot of time. Um, and like, cause like I said, like a couple of games, at least one, at least Dead Space, I have faith will be really good, and I'm gonna buy that. But Forspoken, uh, I still get those for the podcast. I will remain cautiously optimistic about that game uh, until yeah. uh, until it come, until the reviews come out Monday morning. So, uh, but yeah, but um, I think that's gonna. There's actually. Oh, go ahead. There's something I want to. Just something that... I do want to say in that regards. It's gonna be kind of quick for both of us because we're gonna play a guessing game, and this is gonna oh, involve two games right here. So. We're gonna guess the review scores of these two games, you and I, and see what's gonna see which one of us is gonna be closest. This is just for bragging rights. It's not for anything like major or anything. Mm. So, Forspoken, what do you think the overall review score is gonna be for this game? Are, all right, are we doing prices right rules where it's closest without going over, or are we just doing who's closest? We're probably gonna be going to say what's who's closest in this okay. regards. Um, seventy. Ah, 74. 74. Okay, you're more optimistic than I am in that regards. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, it's going to be a 65. Yeah, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm just hoping for 74, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Dude. <laughs> it's definitely optimism. It's not like any, like, yeah, I'm not. It's definitely some bias there. Of like, I really want that game to be good because I think that game looks like it could be good. Um, but I don't feel great about it. But yeah, so yeah. I, okay. Okay. So, all right. Close. Okay, so we're, we're. All right. Go ahead. All right. All right. So basically, you think seventy-four. I think sixty-five. So the next and like the last game here is going to be Dead Space Remastered. I'm gonna write these down. We can talk, we can talk about it next week. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. So n- now you want to know about Dead Space Remastered? Yeah. Remake. Whatever. All right. So I'm gonna write. Sorry, I'm writing these down. Yeah. Gables sixty-five. Seventy-four, Dead Space, squad, eighty-six, eighty-six. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna say seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. You're a madman. <laughs> All right, uh, man, you just have no optimism for. Uh, I'm not saying that I don't have optimism. I still believe that this, this remake is going to be fairly good, but I don't think it's going to be like in the, say the mid to like late eighties, like some people would think, but I mean, Dead Space one me. is like an 84, I believe the original one. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, I so Resident Evil so two remake is a 90 on Metacritic. Are we doing Metacritic or open critic? Honestly, I think we're just going to be doing open critic or yeah, something like sense, that. Since that's what we, what we go through with this critic. anyway. All right. Yeah. It's always a little lower. So yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But like on Metacritic, Dead Space OG is an eight, like an eighty-four. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back. We'll talk about those next week. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna be. I feel like Dead Space. I'm gonna be. I feel like I'm gonna be better off on. Uh, Forspoken. Um, I don't know. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, guys. Um, you 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 know you'll you'll know about this before we come back and record. So if you want to come back and tell Gables how uh, he's wrong and. Talk to me about how Forspoken's a 92 on, um, op, you know, Open Critic and 
I shouldn't. That'd be I, amazing if that turns out to be. I case. would be so fucking. <laughs> but also, I'll be pissed off because Gables, I bid on it in our fans critic league, and then yeah. I had cold feet. And I deleted the bid. So, <laughs> uh, and I probably could have had it for a dollar. Uh, so, more likely yeah. you would have. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was like, man, I should have just drafted it, and then I'm like, I'll just download. It. I'm like, I'll just bid on it. Gables isn't gonna bid on it. And I, I'm like, ah. Uh, no. Which fun fact? <laughs> you and I only spend like eight dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how we both we both place bids on shit, that hoping one of us would take the the bait on it, and nobody took the bait <laughs> on it. <laughs> we both had a stalemate this week, which is yeah. hilarious. Gables bid a dollar on the Metal Gear Solid remake. I bet I bid a, I bet a dollar on uh, on a, a Mario 3D game this year. Uh, and I'm like, Gable, I'm like, and we both like, I neither one of us wanted that game. But we thought for sure it would we'd sucker one of us in the, the, the bidding on it. Uh, we both had the same idea. Now we're we're not. I guess we can drop them, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait it out because maybe maybe they announce a Mario 3D World game or a 3D game. So uh, I hope they do just to piss you off, Gables. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, guys, um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like all this, please go like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, look down in the description down below. It has all of our links to all of our socials and. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. If you want, you want to follow along with our fans critic thing, you can go on there. Uh, there's a link in there to take you directly to it. You can see it, and you can uh, follow our our, our uh, league as well. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it sparingly. But uh, yeah, if you uh, think once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I was just out of town, and I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have some fun time playing some games, watch some movies, whatever. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds podcast. And hey, Gibbles. Yeah? Rest in, pace, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Bye, guys. Reach for the sky, boy.